0: So yeah, I guess we can just kind of jump right in. Like I met you for a second at the Grammy party and I love those things. It's just like these like two second meetings and then somehow it's like, oh, okay, that was
1: supposed to happen. You
0: know what I mean? And now the rest Um, is history.
1: Now we're stuck with each other forever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Except for we don't, neither of us know what the history is. So maybe you could jump in and like talk about what you do, about your podcast and then, I don't know, I mean, just things that you're reading and things that are inspiring you and yeah maybe let's
1: just flow with it yeah let's see where we yeah. go because I, I want to talk about you too I did like a deep dive on you this morning listening to a bunch of your your songs and your music and um you're you're an accomplished creator yourself so I'm excited uh to to talk about this both ways but um yeah as far as as I go I am I is humaning at the moment and uh this said human prefers to be free and creative land and uh, quit, not quit, never attempted the nine to five because I knew it just wasn't for me. So um, I've been making music my whole life. Uh, I was in acting for a long time. That's what brought me to LA. When I was 13, I got an agent and came out here. And then at 18, I went to music school and have just been hustling ever since. And I refrain from using that word hustle. I, I hesitate. There I hate because that word too. But... I hate it so much that's just part of my spiel. And I haven't updated that word. But you know what I mean? I've been working on, you know, being uh, having music be my my bread um, in in life so that I don't have to do anything else and have another job. Um, so yeah, I've been writing I was keyboardist and music director for a bunch of people, artists, you know, signed and touring and whatever. And then it was in 2019, I was like, okay, I want to make my own music and focus on my career, my my solo thing. And so, yeah, doing that, released um, some singles that I produced and other people produced. And then 2020 hit, and I made an album that I produced everything myself, and it was all just me. And then I made a video for all 14 songs and released Damn. every song with a Video every week for fourteen weeks. It was fucking crazy. I will never do that. Again. That's nuts. Um. Wow. But now I'm uh, sitting on like two albums, and um, I'm pitching some things. I also work in TV and sync now, doing commercial stuff, which is very nice um, and fun. And I, I'm just writing stuff and want to put music out there to change the world. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's so funny that you said that about hustling, also because. Sometimes my friends are like, yeah, you got to meet Ares, he's such a hustler. And I'm like, I have such a negative connotation. Like, I'm just like, no, no, no. Like, I imagine somebody like trying to dupe people and you know what I mean? Into different things. I'm like, I'm the opposite of a hustler. But they're like, no, no, no. I just mean like you do a lot of stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe just say that. You're
1: you're a well-rounded, you know, fully faceted artist creator of, of many facets is what I mean.
0: Well, so... Speaking of that, I just made this sweatshirt. This is the first time I'm wearing it for the elevator. Hey. thing. You know? Rep, rep. And then I realized, like, once you go on Instagram Live, it just makes you into this little box, so you can't see the sweatshirt. So maybe I'll just – Yeah, I'll just, just let Instagram it like – <laughs> so I'm like okay, this. Eyes up
1: here. Eyes up here.
0: that so often, awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, that's crazy to do 14 videos. Like, I, I don't know. I Each, like – so I've been doing these music videos also. I mean, I only did a few of them. I've done a ton of music videos, but for the latest project, it's called, I call them anti-music videos because it's basically like short films. So it's dialogue for like three minutes, three and a half minutes. And then the last 30 seconds, I like play my song, you know? Um, so either I'm like scoring the whole thing or it's just the instrumental from the song and then it, the song happens. But it's just so much work. Like, it's so crazy that I'm not like, cause, like the sound and then the video and then all the acting and editing it's like it's more than any of the other parts you know so i don't know i can't imagine doing 14 of those are you are (laughs) you hiring
1: a crew because i I saw the high on you video like i love that little film so much
0: nice so that one i mean i was when i was doing this a lot more i i run a production company called banks um mostly like design like branding website digital marketing so not so much film type stuff at the moment. But yeah, so I had pretty like steady, like a DP that would, I'd always work with and an editor. And then and that one I did with my friend Jonti, who we did a bunch of other stuff for some of my other music projects. And we just kind of vibe really well together. Um, that video actually, so that came out, I was editing a video for this company with him and we were standing outside and I had made this beat the night before. And I was just like, yo, listen to this. What And we're just like, I'm playing it off my phone on the speaker, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're just talking. And then he would probably the only person that would think this is a good idea. I'm like, what if we shoot a video for my next thing where it's literally just somebody listening to like the song or the beat and then they're just talking. So it's just like the dialogue of that. Like that's the video. No, I love this. He's like, I love
1: that. I I loved it. It was so matter of fact because they were just like, you know, dancing, but then still like talking, but it's like, they weren't, like consciously focused on that they were dancing. I love that. And the conversation too was really interesting. Very interesting story that you you told there and the details. I really liked it because the whole mental health thing is like, that that was a big theme in my album with mental. That's why it was called mental. Um, And it's interesting because you didn't really, you didn't land on a conclusion, but you opened up the different, arenas of thought for that topic. And I thought that was really well done.
0: Yeah, she just ends being frustrated. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, OK, whatever. Like, when's the Uber coming, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, the whole it's it's crazy because we shot all day like in East L.A. Mm-hmm. and we were pretty much done. And then the two actors, they just started. I guess they were just like, oh, it was a long day. So they just started like moving around and doing all that shit. And me, Jaunty, and maybe the DP—I don't even know—we were all like, "Oh my god, this like this is so dope! Can we do like a take like that?" So that the whole that whole video is basically two takes of them dancing, and all like the whole ten hours prior, we just completely trashed, So whoa, that's why the shots are not like perfectly aligned. Even like some of them are like a little, you know what I mean? I didn't like even I would not notice. notice.
1: I did not yeah. notice
0: composition for me at least is like somewhat off but Mm -hmm. yeah it was just like we just kind of did these two extra takes and then the entire film ended up just being those and nothing else you know (laughs) but um,
1: that's how it goes sometimes you know and it's good that you you know swallow your pride or ego or like original vision sometimes you you just have to go with the flow and you know something better comes from it and you can't go oh i spent so much time on this and like try to make it work it in but like at the end of the day what's good is good and sometimes like i say with musicians and artists it's like you have to write the 50 shit songs to get the one really good one sometimes you know and i don't i don't ever look in my catalog and go oh god what a terrible song i go oh that song's what got me the next one you know
0: yeah no for sure yeah i mean that's how it's like when people ask about like writer's block i think it's i mean at least for me so much of the time, like you're like waiting to be inspired, but a lot of times that doesn't happen, you know? And like Dr. Dre has something like, you know, if inspiration hits, like just ride that shit to the end because it doesn't come that often. But I think that like, you just have to make, you know, you just have to make it happen. So if I'm like writing, I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm just gonna like sit here and write, like you said, like it could be like crap or whatever you're writing, but then it'll inspire and then you get in the zone and all of a sudden it's flowing. And for sure with music, it's like that. Cause for me, it's always, it's either the beat or the synth. like. If I find a synth sound, it's just like, you know, like super dope that I haven't played before or heard before. Then, then everything just flows from that because I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, I need to build something based on just that one sound. And then for it's the same with drums. Like, I'm obsessed with drums. I always have like I don't know. Th- like my when I was living in Brooklyn, the engineer always made fun of me because he's like, okay, I know when it's an nearest track, like um, session, because it's like 60, <laughs> 60 drum stems. I'm <laughs> like five devoted to like everything else you know like bass yeah. synth like but everything just drums i don't know i'm obsessed but um so yeah, yeah if i start there it's it's the same thing it's like okay what can i build around this but like the drums are like the main driving Do you, thing you play as well yeah so i started it's crazy because like, like in high school i started playing well i got like you know like drums keyboard guitar um, but I started playing guitar and I got like really good at one point, And then I just stopped for a long time and I'm just like, you know, now I can just like make up songs, but like, definitely not like how I used to play drums. Uh, it was like always one of my favorite, like when I play live, when I do like the H to the, I'm playing on March 1st. So I have like a harp player an upright, uh, bassist, Reiki Bowl. And then my friend Taylor and tap dances. And that actually came about and it's so good. That came about cause I asked her, I wanted to have like a performance art piece to the band. And I was like, do you think you'd be down to play my typewriter on stage? Like it contributes nothing to the music, but like, I just think it'll look cool. And most people would be like, yeah, no, you know? And she's like, yeah, that sure, whatever. She's like, I also wow. tap dance by the way. And I'm like, really? Yeah. So we like practiced and it was so dope and she killed it like at the last show. Um, so she's probably gonna do it on the first. Uh, But yeah, so in that, I usually play drums because it's it's just so much more fun. But for the last one, I didn't have any of my singers, so I ended up just like uh, with my beat machine and just like making beats on the spot. So I might do that. I don't know. It depends how many, like if I have vocals or not, you know?
1: That's so interesting. So you mix kind of like theatrical elements with the music for your...
0: Yeah, yeah, so my friend um, Kaylee, who plays the Reiki ball, she only can like even play um, on two, like a few of the songs just because she doesn't have like every you know, key or whatever. So for the other ones, I think she's just kind of like chilling and it's almost more like, yeah, performance artist. Yeah, right. yeah. So she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't need a mic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, it's really But uh, yeah, on the ones where it's like in, in key, it's dope. But yeah, I don't know, I think it's more interesting. Also, cause I've always kind of shied away. I have like, now I'm stepping into it more, but I have like fear of public speaking even me wearing sunglasses is just like having one more layer Mm. between me and whatever's happening. (laughs) Um, And then on stage, you know, like I was producing some rappers, so I toured like the world, like all these different countries and stuff as a DJ, but that's like me or DJ producer, but it's like still me behind in the scenes. And then drums is like the same thing, like hoping like, okay, nobody's looking at me. Like I'm just all the way in the back doing my thing, you know? So it's always kind of like, because of that.
1: Do you prefer that, being, like, in the background?
0: Yeah, yeah. I hate having any sort of attention. Like, yeah, even if it's, like, a group of, let's say I'm doing a dinner party, um, like, Shabbat dinner, like, 10 to 20 people, and then anybody puts any sort of attention on me, like, oh, yeah, like, Ayers wrote this book, like, blah, 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 and then, like, start, like, some compliment or whatever, I just... I don't know why, I just feel like mad uncomfortable. No, it's, it's, like I'm like...
1: it's weird for me too. I, I know it wouldn't appear so, cause I put myself out there hella, but um, <laughs> it's hard. I was talking to my friend about this the other day. Like it's hard for me to receive compliments like that. It's just this weird like self-consciousness where it's like when I create and put myself out there, it's kind of from an impulse. And then when people stop and go, Hey, do you see what you just did there? I'm like, uh, not like that. Like I'm kind of like in my own little world, honestly, you know? And then when you get popped out of that and you start, I mean, it's just the struggle of an artist, right? Like when you, when you make music and you have to let the little bird out of the nest and let it go into the harsh world where it's going to be judged and criticized and seen through lenses that you could have never predicted you just have to let it go and so when that comes back and I hear the feedback it's like even if it's a compliment or good it's just like I have to take it with a grain of salt and just kind of let it roll over my back because um I start to become too conscious too self-aware too self-conscious to the point where it's like okay the next time I start making art I don't want to be thinking about what that last perception was and and creating my art To appease that, like I need to be, I need to completely detach. And and that's actually one of my my gifts is I'm very, I mean some would say forgetful, but it's just I'm very great with blank slating and like coming to the keyboard, coming back to an open session in Ableton, and just like feeling like I I've never done anything in it before, like I've never played the keys in my life, and I can just like go blank and start are totally new and that's the only thing that saves me <laughs> honestly
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's dope I mean that's a that's a good gift because then you also come with the enthusiasm towards it you know what I mean
1: yeah but like like uh approaching a, it in that way seeing through the child's eyes again you know yeah
0: yeah, yeah. no totally I mean it's funny because one of my friends like he com- like caught on to my resistance to any sort of compliments and he kind of like totally hit the nail on the head and he's like it's basically like these tiny deaths for me. So he was like, mm-hmm. he's like, if I want to kill you, I could just like throw a bunch of compliments your way. But then I think he also, I don't know if it was him or somebody else, would point it out like, you know, you're kind of taking, you're almost being selfish by not accepting it or by pushing it off. Because if somebody's like giving you a compliment and then you're being all weird about it and not accepting it or whatever, like they're like, it's like, you know, giving somebody back a gift. Like they're trying to like mm-hmm. give a gift to you. Like you should like graciously accept that so they feel good about it rather than thinking about yourself, like just kind of think about them and just be like, you know what I mean? So I've like tried to, uh, tried to keep that in mind. Uh, but yeah, with music, it's interesting. Cause like when you submit things, like, I don't know if you've ever done submit hub, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Back, so you'll back get back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like, I, uh, yeah, I haven't done, I did it like, I don't know, like even just as recently as like a year ago or whatever, but yeah, I mean most of the stuff is like, it's just people that want to get that like money like a dollar or two dollars like not even much they just need to write something like 10 words and then reject it or whatever and then they get paid or Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um so yeah a lot of them regardless of what the song is just write something like criticizing it you know because it's like probably the easiest thing to do a lot of times but like one i did this album it's like 20 songs and they all kind of blend into one and there's like dialogue about being happy It's called um, An Album of Lo-Fi Songs That Will Never Trend on Spotify. And it's like an acrostic. So each song is like one word that makes up a poem. But anyway, so the first song has this like synth that like I found and it's like so, it's almost like it it has like a really cool sound, but it's also kind of like a little ghetto and like Casio or whatever. So one of the things was like, there's so many better synths out there. Like you could, you should like kind of being like, assuming that I don't know that. And like, you should start explaining. And I'm like, not to be arrogant, but I'm like, if I'm doing something in my, like I've been doing music forever and I listen to all sorts of music. So if I'm like choosing something, like it's on purpose, you know what I mean? It's like very thought out. And like, so I I don't know when people are criticized like criticize or whatever, or come in with their thing, I'm just kind of like, doesn't really, I'm always open to like, you know, if someone's like, oh, maybe, like a mix thing or on a vocal thing, but I don't know. I mean, not to be arrogant, but like my music's dope, dude. Like I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like if I did that, I did that on purpose, dude. Like, you know what I mean? I've been producing for like 20 years or like 15 years or something.
1: I think but. the the best way to give criticism, like, so I, I know I'm like critiquing how people are critiquing, but I think the best way to give criticism is to be very specific if you're just general or give like broad stroke adjectives, that's not helpful. Um, And most layman people can't do that. It's like, oh, I don't know. It was kind of, it was kind of dark. It was kind of, you know, they don't really know how to explain it. But as as a fellow musician, anytime I give feedback, and I like can actually say, okay, it's this one thing, like in the 200 hertz range, I would duck that just a little bit, like be really specific. (laughs) Um, That is what I feel is the most constructive way to give feedback is be so detailed, because otherwise, uh, you're right, it's just like, it's it's hard. What, like, what do you do with that? (laughs) You go, okay, cool. Like, it was actually on purpose. Like, why didn't he like that sound? Like, maybe there was, you know, a, a frequency kind of peaking in his headphones that was like kind of bugging him or something, maybe it had nothing to do with the, um the construction of the sound, like at its essence, it was like a detailed thing that he couldn't, like pinpoint why he didn't like it, you know, and that's what's right. not helpful.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, some stuff, it's like, also, def- like, it depends on, like, okay, like, if you're, if the average person's listening to jazz like for me like I could hear Coltrane play like one note and I'll know it's Coltrane like you could test me forever you know what I mean and another person will listen to jazz and they can't differentiate between like any of the people you know what I'm saying like it just always sounds the same so it depends like your refinement within it and like if I'm writing sometimes like you could write something with a wink and like you know like referencing something and if somebody has that reference or they're like a bit more well-read they're like oh my god that's so funny like you know what i mean he was referencing this other thing and if they don't then it's totally above their head or they'll just be like oh that's so cheesy instead of like understanding like you know what i'm saying
1: yeah so sometimes
0: it's like that with music it's like if you know like the different styles and whatever like you'd know like that's referencing this thing and it's like interesting in that context or whatever but yeah people also just hear things how they hear them like one of my friends um i just like story my song um, Surrender or whatever and then she like sends me this link to this other song she's like oh my god it sounds just like this guy like vocal I don't know and I was like listening to this guy and I'm like yo this guy's like voice like I would never it's so there's like no heart in it and it's so soft but like not in a cool way et- like I don't know just I'm like this one is like yeah it's falsetto but there's like an edge to it and like And I'm like, listening, I'm like, I would never work with this guy. But like this guy, obviously I just did a song. So I'm like, it's just, everybody hears things differently. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's also, also that element. That's
1: the toughest thing with art and like creating a business out of it is it's so subjective. And that's why I think, you know, that article that was written, I don't know, a decade ago about a thousand true fans, I think still rings true to this day, because you just have to find the people that resonate with your niche, because At the end of the day, the mainstream market is almost unreachable uh, when you talk percentages for most independent artists. Um, And when that is the goal, you miss out on getting specific, again, going into the details, and having like a very signature acquired taste that few, but like, ride or die fans appreciate and i think that's more the goal anyway because and then you think about like a billy eilish i i don't know if that was totally industry plant vibes or not but regardless <laughs> it was not right. the wave before she made that wave like right. that was right. not considered mainstream pop music um until she did it so it's like i i still think uh going for a niche going for um but an acquired taste that is you and and actually authentic i think is the move because you're not going to please everybody that's your that's that's not possible uh art is subjective
0: yeah yeah no for sure yeah i was listening to rick rubin like talk, i just got his book yeah i, I saw it that
1: yet, i want that's yeah, yeah. a beautiful book it holy looked, shit
0: it's so funny my other friend also i was like oh you just got it and she's like it's so beautiful you mean just like the just like the like how yeah it like the texture and like the, of it. And the yeah. black and white the simplicity of it
1: I don't it's know. it's very old
0: school yeah it looks like something from like the 40s or something but um but yeah so he was also talking about you know like you have you can't make music with the fans in mind like you have to completely take them out like if they're saying this or saying that like you have to ignore it if you want it because otherwise you won't create what they want you know like they think they want that or whatever but like then it's no longer from the heart. So it's not entering the heart like, and I have like friends that make songs. Like I have a band called Bonham. It's like me and James um, and our engineer Scott. Um, And we don't make music for TV, but we get a ton of TV shows and movies that pick it up. Um, But we don't make it for that like at all. It just happens to be like, it's very, it's not like cheesy Gossip Girl, but it's like what you'd hear in like Gossip Girl type of like, you know, when that was, when Joshua Schwartz was like super into like the music in the show so it's like very like hipster and has elements of rock and hip-hop or whatever but like we just make it and then it gets picked up but i have other friends and they do well in sync but like they're making music like as a band for people but also for sync but like when i listen to their music i'm like okay this sounds like you're copying this song from the mumford sons this sound sound like like you could tell it doesn't connect like i don't connect to it because mm-hmm. i don't really feel like it's just feels contrived like i can i can almost feel myself at the meeting of them like deciding to compose this song rather than it actually just like happening in like a real way Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so like i think there's definitely that element that you have to like the you know to offer something super authentic like you have to not think about everybody else and just do like your thing and it's like there's the the jewish um thought like, em- amen, if I'm not for myself, who will be for me? And it's like, it's like that element, like, if you're trying to be everybody else, then nobody gets to be you. Like, you're the only person who could do what you could do if you could tap into that. So if you're not doing it, who's going to do that? Because you're the only one capable of your specific, unique, creative voice. You know what I mean? Yeah, one of, So
1: one of my favorite um, quotes is by Gandhi, and he says, um, Anything you will do, anything you do will be insignificant, but you must do it because no one else will. And I just, <laughs> I love that quote so much. That because, almost sounds like Oscar Wilde. <laughs> it like takes off the pressure that it's like, okay, it's like, I, I, I came up with this quote and I just started saying the other week is that I, I, I live in like, or I, uh, I act from a heavy heart, but a light hand. So, like, my whole heart's in it. I want to put my whole heart in it. But as far as when I'm in action, there has to be this, like, uh, fluid kind of grain of salt, matter of fact mentality. Um, otherwise, we start getting too attachy, too clingy. And then the flow is instantly chokehold held and you're, you're screwed. You're done. Um, and so, it really is this, like, paradox that we're in, you know, in this, in this universe um, and, oh, and by the way, uh, I really liked what you, uh, what you said about making art for yourself, because, um, I, I say that to myself as well. I say, I, I, I want to write songs for the future me so that I like, remember this chapter in my life, you know, cause I, I, like I told you, I forget so easily. So like this year specifically, I've been writing songs that. I'll go back and listen to a couple weeks later and I'm like, oh, thank God I wrote this. Like I needed to remember oh, yeah. this truth yeah, that I um... like came to. Um, so I'm like always like recording stuff on my phone. It's like, that's, that's really important for me as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, you also never know what's going to happen. Like I have two music projects, the Bonham that I talked to you about uh, and then Dreams and Static, which is me and my friend. Um, actually looking for a new vocalist now. I have like a whole album's worth of stuff, but it's very like Curtis Mayfield like soul, but like it has, it's not all the way in there. It's like kind of hip hop beats and whatever. But I found this one singer who has like the most incredible voice, Aki Burmese in Brooklyn when I was living there. And yeah, like it's crazy because with that project, we signed like four different publishing deals and we never got like anything from that. But prior to that, like we put out a song and did like a remix contest on it. And it has like millions of streams, like on every platform, like YouTube, Spotify, whatever, just completely organically. And then with Bonham, it's like, we have all these sinks, but like no streams, you know, like, and it's like, you never know what's going to connect in what space. And like, you'd think, okay, I just signed four publishing deals. I'll probably get all these sinks. And like, we didn't even land one, you know? So it's like, you never really know what's going to happen with any of these things. You really just have to, like with that, I was like, okay, I want to just create, like, I want to do something like in this space that I haven't heard before, bringing in like this element for me and like my friends, like the sick guitarist and this, Vocalist, and it was just we were just making music to like almost like just impress ourselves and each other, you know what I mean? And then people will connect to it from there because it's like obviously there's going to be like that, you know, like this person's also into that kind of thing, or like this is like a mix of all the stuff that they like. Um, yeah, music's interesting like that, but I also always viewed it like I'm just doing this for myself because I don't know what will happen. Like I can make a song and nothing will happen with it, so why am I going to start thinking about all this other stuff? Like I just need to. Be like, okay, this is dope. And I'm like proud of it at the end and that's it. And just like enjoy the process while you're doing it, which is, and like, I love sending, you know, beats to like my friends and stuff. Like I'll finish something and then just like text it to a bunch of people. Cause like, I know they're going to like, you know, mess with it or whatever, but yeah, that's kind of like the thing that I like the most. It's like, if everybody else likes it, that's like bonus, you know? <laughs> and hopefully in <laughs> income <laughs> potentially.
1: Yeah, are but, you yeah. are you totally in the creative endeavors? Is that where or, or do you have a day job? Yeah, no, I've,
0: I mean, I've never had a day job. Um, I, my hands in a lot of stuff like I have yeah. equity in like um, some rehabs. Mm-hmm. At a gym at one point, I had uh, an art gallery for six years, Banks Gallery and then Gallery 38. Uh, in West Adams, we like completely changed that neighborhood like did murals like all over and all these galleries and cafes started popping up after. Um, and then I've always had banks as like a production, um, marketing agency, but I used to have this other company, the coup, which was also like, you know, partner, all these employees and stuff.
1: Um,
0: and then, yeah, now mainly just focused on these, this book series. Um, and then also like music on the side, finishing like the fourth Bonham album, but yeah, I've always basically just been into the creative stuff. Like I'll, you know, like I don't actually do like the the website coding and development you know like i'm just kind of like art directing and like going between like the, the clients and stuff and then same with some of the other stuff so it's like it it does free up a lot of time for me to just do like creative stuff which is great
1: well you're very business minded you're not just a creative because although i have um acquired a business mind over the years that's not my natural well maybe it is my natural impulse i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that i i don't I I didn't think about those things at an early age, but there is a part of me that's very childlike and just wants to create to create for art's sake, you know? And sometimes I feel very disconnected from my business mind. And when I make something, it's like, I don't want to put that hat on. I just want to stay in the love of what I just made, you know? Because it's a very different, um, it's a very different mindset, as you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not something that, I want to do mm-hmm. so, I mean it was some of the creative stuff I was doing like I had to so I did 12 years of a music like a world music festival they got pretty big like tens of thousands of people mm-hmm. were coming it was 13 nights 13 events over seven nights of Hanukkah in in New York so like it got to the point that every year like Wall Street Journal and New York Times would like call me and want to know what I'm doing this year I think because they were covering things anyway for like Hanukkah like just Jewish holidays and every all the holidays that are coming around, um, but with that, it's like okay, if I want to do this, like I have to, uh, I have to take all this. You know what I mean? Unless I'm hiring a, don't, no, like I'm not going to hire like a CFO. Like I need to play that part in like every part of it. So that was like, it's just a necessity. And then like now, between like <laughs> alimony and child support, it's like my expenses are so high. It's I don't have a choice. You know what I'm saying? But I did have like this one client um, a couple of weeks weeks ago there was just it was just getting so stressful that um you know in that sense I'm like okay no nah, I need to I'm I'm like I'm done with like this thing like we need to like not be working together anymore it's like so that part of it sometimes you need to know when it's, when it's like time. is it worth the money or not yeah. or when it's time yeah so yeah I mean mostly I just try to keep you know it's like managing expectations and different things like when you're working with other people so it doesn't i mean even with songs and deadlines especially with that actually with like one of my partners is like it's like just setting expectations because he's like he's like okay well when are you gonna be like i want to hear it i want to hear it and I'm like and he's just like texting every second you know like and i'm like so a lot of times you just have to like manage the expectations and like have like a good amount uh of leeway with that but yeah it's always that's that's always the tricky thing like the business and creative because i mean i don't think if the more creative you are the less you want to focus on the business stuff because that's obviously not fun for people who are like they can get creative in that like i think for them they probably enjoy it and it's more creative but for us it's more like it's a necessity rather than something that we're excited about you know
1: very much so I, I, these days, I would definitely prefer not to because I, I love editing. I'm a closet editor, so I, I love making, like, teasers and, like, promo videos and that sort of thing. Um, but the second it starts getting, like, analytics and numbers and ads and all those things, it's, it's, or SEO and, like, you know, or, 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 or like, pitching, pitching to people or you know, it, that stuff is not my bag. Yeah,
0: yeah, No, I yeah. for not. I <laughs> <laughs> would prefer not. That's funny. Put that on your dating profile. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> would prefer not. Um, okay, so I mean, I guess we should jump in. Maybe I could ask you a couple questions cuz tying it into elevate everyday, like one of the super interesting things is just hearing different people's answers for these th- cuz everybody has so many such different experiences in life and just the things that they go through and maybe like spiritual teachings they resonate with or just advice and also, just like tools that people have picked up along the way for, you know, like, like if life's just always ups and downs. So it's like, what what are some of the tools to be able to like when you're in the down to like still have a bit of equilibrium or just like get through that without being completely like taken over by it, you know? Um, so I don't know if things come to mind or I can ask you specific questions. But if you want to jump into a bit more of like the mental health and some of those tools and that sort of thing, I think it would be great. All
1: right. Yeah, um, I mean, I can launch off anywhere. I could. This is literally all I think about. Uh, so, if you have a specific lane you want me to go down, be specific. But I can well, one.
0: Off. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's always interesting. Just spiritual teachings are something that people resonate with in that field because obviously, my Light of the Infinite book series is very much tied to both spirituality, Torah, Kabbalah, and then like mental health and mindfulness and all this. So yeah, it's definitely interesting to hear, especially different people from different backgrounds, like what sort of comes to mind for them, you know, in that space.
1: Um, Would you like me to talk about practices or, um, I I mean, okay, I know where I can go. Um, I'll I'll do a little, uh, I'll do a little tie here. So um, the philosophy that I kind of live by is that um, you can't master the art Until you've mastered the artist. And I truly believe that self mastery is the key to unlocking any skills that you want to become excellent in. Um, Because we are always fighting against our human condition, Um, whether it be our mind, our emotions, our history. um, There's a lot of dense, there's a lot of density that needs to be. either work through or some can use it as a catalyst to leverage and um, work from as fuel. Um, I've seen that not be as healthy for me. I've realized that um, breaking down the structures of past and trauma and ego um, and coping mechanisms, it just needs to, to go. For for me, I see myself as a vessel that I want to clear out as much as possible. Like the less blockage, the more light and God can just work through me and pour through me without obstacle. Um, so that's how I treat myself. And that's full-time job. <laughs>
0: <Nice>. <laughs> I love I've that yeah.
1: Been through yeah. some shit and life ain't easy and uh, uh, there's, there's a lot of stickiness. Um to uh, being human because of our memory and how our mind is still attached to this biological animalistic um, survival instinct, um, which means you need to remember when there's, you know, a jaguar in that bush, you know, like that bush needs to be a trigger so you know there's danger. And this stickiness is what um, causes uh, Problems, many problems. The first being um, a filter where your mind is constantly seeing through an illusion of you know things that aren't really in reality anymore. That was based on the past, but our mind is still acting as if that was still in play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just the um, the mechanism itself is. Uh, taking mental energy away. (laughs) Like it's running in the background and we're not conscious of it, but these subconscious programs, I do believe are um, taking up space in which if cleared could be used however we want more productively. Um, It's just a weight. It's just heavy. It slows the whole operating system down. So um, how I approach myself, Um, I would say I'm more, I've always been a dreamer, but I, I, if I had to label myself now, I try to be as realist as possible in the most loving, lovingly accepting, uh, in the most lovingly acceptance, accepting way, uh, that I can towards myself and reality because the truth is brutal. It's not always comfortable, and um, I like discovering those truths because although illusions can feel more pleasant, again, I just see them as things slowing me down and keeping me from actually perceiving the beauty and the brutality of the world because I value both. I think that's what this whole life thing is is here it's it's a paradox and a contradicting balance of both um and looking at both opposing polarities is important i believe especially as an artist because um we're all experiencing these polarities and i think as artists it's our job to express them
0: yeah no 100 percent. i think yeah when you're able to do that then you could definitely take a lot more risks even if it's like in relationships a lot of people will just kind of isolate and then they're like okay well i'm not gonna do that for like a really long time because that was so horrible last time you know but i think that also you can just that break up. like if you if you're a type of person that goes into like a really bad heavy super low space afterwards you could start to minimize that once you just kind of tap into like the faith that it's not for you like a lot of that is just leaning into like the fear of it, you know, Mm -hmm. rather than like the faith that like, okay, like this is happening for me. Like I'm supposed to, this like wasn't for me and it's something greater is gonna come. But I guess, you know, it's it's kind of like our nature to have to fight the default of us feeling the opposite of that, that it's like, this is happening to me and I don't want, like, you know, you don't want to happen. You don't want it to happen and you're like resisting that as a result and then fear of like not finding, you know, the right thing, like this maybe was it and this was like my only chance or whatever, you know? And, you know, the relationship's kind of like a metaphor for that, but um, yeah, I think in general, like what you're saying, it's like, you have to be able to like, I, what did you say? Like the beauty and the brutality, like I love that. Yeah. But yeah, being able to realize it's, I I was actually, I, I was dating this girl like shortly, like we went on a couple of dates and, I was like, oh, this is great. Like, there's a couple of things that felt like maybe this is right. Like, you know, you have your, like your own signs, and it actually came down to um, that I'm like religious, and she doesn't want to be with someone religious or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, well, maybe we can just like create our own world, you know? <laughs> and um, and she was like, she kept saying like, well, I don't want to hurt you, and I'm like, no, I think like you don't want to hurt yourself. Like, I'm like, I'll be fine. Like, last you know, I, it was hard for me, like my last relationship, but I also put all of it into my writing. (laughs) So at the end of the book, like, I don't talk to this person now, but thank God she's like in another relationship and everything's good. But, um, I was like, should I put her in the book or not? Like, I feel like I don't want to, but then I'm like, but so much like it did inspire because I was able to like go into this space and write from this space that I feel like a lot of other people are at, like a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And instead of me, like, you know pulling into like different memories and whatever of like what I felt like maybe and then try to be authentic and relate to other people who might be in that space now I was able to like be in that space at the time of writing you know so it was, it was I, there was a lot of good that came out of that you know what I mean and now like kind of willing it'll, it'll help a ton of people but so in that I was like no nah, no nah, nah, like you don't have to worry about me like if if it doesn't work out and like we're heartbroken, at least on my end, like
1: there's a lot of value in that, you know. Like, well, she's I tried she, it. She's then... <laughs> she's trying to preserve her self-concept, and you threaten that. Like any kind of spiritual belief outside of what her bubble is, could potentially be popped if she's exposed to other perspectives. So it sounds like she's just self-preserving, really. Pot- yeah.
0: I mean, potentially, but her mom became like religious and. She's like, I'm never going to. And I think it was like, There's a resistance there. Yeah, yeah, no, there's for sure resistance. But I think it's also like, not only necessarily like threatened by it, but it might not even be that as much as like, having this picture of like, somebody who maybe isn't keeping Shabbat and like, so that they're not doing that. They're just free to do whatever. I mean, it's only 25 hours, like on a weekend in Israel. There's like, you get one, like you just Friday and Saturday. That's it. There's no Sunday. So they're kind of like robbed of like, I'm like, well, we have like two weekends here, like compared to Israel. So I was like, you know, we'll have the second weekend, we could do whatever you want. And like the first one, like, we'll just be completely present like no phones, no driving anywhere. Like, I mean, I live in this community that like, you know, it's a mixed community, but a lot of people are like observant keeping Shabbat. So like, for instance, like Friday night, we're just like party hopping, but like nobody has a phone, nobody's driving. Like we're all just going to the different, Places meeting each other and being like completely present. So I'm like, I don't know, like, and also like you're, during the day, like what you're gonna have like a boyfriend who's like completely present. <laughs> you know, like how dope is that? <laughs> like I'm like, you just have to look at it in the positive. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like we have to be real and present with each other, and like we're we're not gonna be like watching a movie or like on our phones, like you know. Yeah, no. I don't know. so
1: it sounds, it sounds so, a bit too self-aware for her.
0: <laughs> maybe I mean I'm just in no way is trying to say anything negative on her. I was just using it as an example, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I like also more so that I was like you're say like you're projecting like I actually am not like I don't wanna get hurt and I don't want to have to be in that space again, but I also see the value in it. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like A I'm giving this a shot and B, if I am hurt, then I'll just put that into my art. And like there's so so much goodness that can come out of that, like for myself, but for other people. So I'm like, I don't know, I don't need to, like, that's cool, like, let's well, do it. Lemonade <laughs> I mean, like from lemons, right? What's that? Lemonade from yeah, lemons, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: That's the move. I mean, as an artist, yeah. you know, negative stuff is always ammo. Yeah, for
0: sure. Every,
1: everything is ammo, if you look at it.
0: <laughs> everything is ammo. Yeah, yeah, put that on a shirt. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think also like, you know, it's this ability to kind of just have that faith while you're going through it, you know, like you still have to go through it, but you could minimize how much it's gonna take you down or like the length and period that it's gonna t- take, you know what I'm saying? I do. Like if you're emotional, especially if you're an artist, you're like, tend to be even more emotional, but like, yeah, if I mean, that's the whole thing. It's tapping into all these other things and creating, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you could kind of minimize that recovery time. I've noticed like have
1: the faith I, for it. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. I, I, uh, i've I've noticed that anything that is bad circumstantially that happens, um, my pain is never because of that event. It is triggering an old wound. And so now when I am presented with a strong reaction, an emotional dissonance to a situation I go okay what is this triggering um and I, I sit with that and I've been lately very real with myself and I just let it waterfall like I just let it all come out I do the ugly cry I like look in the mirror and I'm talking to myself and it's like you gotta let that shit out and I think um events that happen to you in life are catalysts to release these things that have been just growing toxic inside of you. It's like you got to purge that. And there, uh, for me, removing the attachment uh, or the, the mental idea that, oh, this event is what's affecting me and going just like that other level deeper. First of all, the event doesn't affect me, but it's also very productive for me to then use that to find the deeper truth and meaning with why it happened in my life my computer just turned off that's so strange
0: oh really I saw I noticed like some change over there I actually just on um this past Shabbat I heard this story it was like this Hasidic story um the Chabad Hasidic it's the fourth Chabad Hasidic master Maharaj but basically so one of his like um students or whatever followers or whatever you want to call them um came to him because he was in like a tough space Mm -hmm. Financially, he he ran like an inn, this was like hundreds of years ago. And um, he was just kind of like at, at the point where he didn't know what to do and he'd have to call it quits and he has to like feed his family and all this stuff. And the rabbi's like, prepare, take all of your money and prepare like all of this food for like this Shabbat, like this weekend, as if you're gonna have all of these guests. And it's like the ultimate test of faith, you know?
1: Um, a little, and you a can little, take from little,
0: it what you will, a little Noah's like,
1: Ark kind yeah, of thing. I, <laughs> like,
0: yeah, so, do this
1: crazy thing and trust yeah, me, exactly. you'll need to do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: So he, he's thinking, like, this is gonna, you know, like it's either like he does this, and yeah, if everything works out, I guess he can make a bunch of money. But if it doesn't, like, then 100% he's like completely wiped out. But of course, being the follower that he is and seeing, you know, all the miracles that this Hasidic master has done, he follows his instructions and prepares and gets ready and everything as if he's having all these guests. And slowly before Shabbat, all these people start to arrive and there's like a whole group that they were trying to find where to go and they're here and they're like stuck here for Shabbat, whatever. So he's like, well, yeah, it's perfect. I'm already prepared for you guys. So this is like amazing. And he ended up making a bunch of money. And then he asked, he he asked his rabbi like after he's like, how, how did you know? Like, you know, like I, I was, taking a leap of faith hoping that it would work out but like you seem to be so sure of yourself and this isn't in like an arrogant way but he was saying when you're on a high, higher level you could see further mm-hmm. you know like imagine being like on this mountain like you could see all the things that are going to be coming mm-hmm. so I think in what we're talking about it's like like you said like creating yourself or becoming a vessel that you're like able to rid yourself of these layers of disconnect discontent and all these different things that pile up they're like keep you from like your true self or tapping into like the light. So that is like, when you're doing that, you are reaching these higher levels and then you're able to see, Oh, okay. This like hardship or this darkness is going to bring this like great light and this spiritual growth. Like that's, that's what brings the growth, all the, all the hard, difficult times, you know? So it's like, yeah, the higher up you go on a spiritual sense, the more you can see like all these constrictions are going to bring the redemptions, you know?
1: yeah without without seeking them because i i do kind of believe in the law of attraction and if we give ourselves this excuse that bad things are good for us in the end it can be kind of self-deprecating in a way where it's like now all of a sudden we're sabotaging with that mechanism instead of attracting like the good things that's something i've noticed with myself in the last year it's like okay when am i going to be done learning the lessons i know the answer is never but when am I going to start attracting, like, the good shit? Like, why not? You know? Like, that. that's my motto right now. Like, why not? Why not just enjoy some great things just because? Because, you know, there's lessons in good things, too. And that's what I'm, like, learning to teeter here is, like, don't always move into the darkness because there's a lesson there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well,
0: also, just the seeking of the goodness is already right. like an issue. It's just the seeking of it, like Viktor right, Frankl, who wrote Man's Search for Meaning, through yeah. you know, all of the stuff he went through through the Holocaust. Yeah,
1: you muted. Oh, sorry, you cut out a second now. You're back.
0: Yeah, someone's calling me. I put it on do not disturb, but it doesn't always work. That's okay. Um, so yeah. you're, one of his things was basically like how, how to become happy is like basically not to try to be happy. Like the more you think about your state, so many people, I mean, definitely nowadays is like, we're always seeking and, and like, how am I right now? Like, what am I feeling right now? And how do I get that? You know, like a lot of that is like, it's like, you need to seek that to get better, but it's also like all of this seeking is like keeping you from feeling what you could be, you know what I mean? Because so like, if you're like, well, when am I gonna get all the goodness? It's like, what do you mean? Like you have this dope, I'm just using it as an example, but I'm saying you have this like dope spot. You're like really good at playing like keyboard and build. Now you can produce your own tracks and like you're breathing and all the dopeness that's just like around you at every moment. The fact that like, you're not, you don't have all these like physical ailments, God forbid. Um, And you're able to like, even during the day, do this interview and just make music and do whatever you want, like any, any one of those little things is just like completely insane and such a gift, you know? And so dope. But it's like, we kind of like skipped that And, and then we're like, okay, no, no, but something outside of that. Like I want something that outside of it to come to me now. That's different than that. It's like, no, but like, just be present. Like God tells Moses, like go on the mountain. And then he says, and be there. It's like, why would he, that's so redundant. Like the Torah, like the Bible doesn't, they don't use extra words. You know what I mean? Cause he was trying to say like, it's not only going there, it's about like being present, you know what I mean, and like light, like like life like the ultimate present is life itself, but life itself you can only experience if you're actually present for it to enjoy it, otherwise the whole thing's wasted you know
1: yeah no any any pursuit is very painful, and it is it is sad because we do have everything we need here right now um I'm writing the song called In a Dream. Well, I'm not writing it. I finished it, but we'll see. I'm releasing it soon. But I, I say, like, we've got everything here right now. Like, anything that you think is, like, why are you searching for something that wasn't lost in the first place? Like, we keep pretending that, that we don't have X, Y, Z, based on what standard, based on who Who told you that you you needed that. And, and you're right, the only way to get anywhere is by being present to begin with. The power that we hold to change reality can only be done in the present. And I think it is the biggest epidemic in, in the world right now is is not being present. It's the future the past. We're constantly somewhere else, which is why we're so anxious and depressed. And it's like, it's very, very hard to sit with yourself because I understand we've been programmed Uh, into a society that is objective and goal oriented and occupation focused and all these labels and classes and financial divisions. And I understand how there's pressure to look forward or to regret the past that, oh, I should have done this a long time ago, like regret. Um, But it's all it's all a lie it's all an illusion It's all keeping us from the happiness that we have here right now just like you said
0: yeah 100 percent. i feel like this is a good place to maybe stop and then we can you know do another one because this was dope and i see people (laughs) commenting and like i can't believe this is almost over what a ride (laughs) like Mm -hmm. we're definitely gonna do do it again um especially you know we can expound on this forever but um yeah this has been amazing.
1: <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, resurrect my podcast and have you on.
0: Nice. Cool. Yeah, yeah, you gotta link me to that. I want to check it out. Um cool. So I don't know, any last words, but and then also when you're posting it, I guess um whatever, I, I can text you. But yeah, just post it and write Elevate every day or something. <laughs> Thank you, <Arcus. laughs> yeah, I, was gonna say. I
1: appreciate you. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, no, thanks for taking the time. This is this is fun. Dope. Yeah, it's fun like meeting somebody through like live as other people are like see like we're, we basically didn't really talk before this. That's no, like, yeah, we we're getting to know each other, other, other now.
1: Yep. I love <laughs> awesome.
0: it. Awesome. Cool.
1: Have a good rest of your day. Hey, right. rest. You too. Bye. All right. talk to you. Bye. Bye, weirdos.